For those who listen, for those who are willing to listen, this is Johnny Gould's Jewish State. With all the respect, or with all the due respect, we were butchered here also by the Polish people. And, that, and those are facts that we are not going to ignore. We have to educate the people, to let them understand what has happened in the Shoah to let them understand what has happened with their people, and we will understand what happened with our people. Reuven Rivlin, the 10th president of Israel, with me in Krakow, pushing back on Polish law, on remembering the Holocaust, a denial of involvement. President Rivlin was among world leaders of politics and industry for the European Jewish Association's delegation to Auschwitz-Birkenau and to take part in a symposium on the growing threat of anti-Semitism in Europe entitled Never Again, Lip Service or Deep Commitment. Also with us, former French Prime Minister Manuel Valls, a strong voice against anti-Semitism, and Israel's Minister of the Diaspora, Amichai Shikli. Auschwitz was originally a purpose-built barracks for the Polish army before its repurpose as the most infamous of all concentration camps. But the biggest shock was walking Birkenau afterwards, a much more raw memorial than even Auschwitz, open to the elements across a flat landscape with woods in the near distance. Birkenau is a genocidal crime scene the fleeing Nazis tried to cover up as the Russians closed in towards the 27th of January, 1945. There are no gas chambers left intact at Birkenau, only the foundations covered in seasonal snow. The massive complex is dissected by the infamous railway which transported the millions there from right across Europe. As you enter to the left, there are sparse rows of dorms built of bricks, collected from demolished houses originally on the site. But when the wartime supply of bricks ran out, slave prisoners finished up building wooden huts to the right. The commemoration ceremony was presented atop a communist-era memorial with gravestones in a variety of European languages and Hebrew. It was cold, snowing lightly, maybe minus two. But we were fully clothed, neither hungry nor scared but cold enough to give a hint of just how hostile this hell of a place must have been. None of this was lost on me as I recited a Holocaust version of the Kadesh and stood with the prayer card in my hand on the railway tracks. Elon Musk was also with us. Scroll back an episode for his initial thoughts from his first ever visit to Auschwitz. I'm a student of history, so I'd seen the pictures, I'd seen the videos... Um... But it's not quite, it's, it hits you much more in the heart when you see it in person. Um, I'm still absorbing, frankly, the magnitude of the tragedy that I witnessed, uh, or the place where the tragedy occurred. But I think it'll take a few days just to sink in, frankly. In 2018, Poland amended their domestic laws on national remembrance to penalize speech in public laying responsibility for the Holocaust to Poland or the Polish nation. There was international outcry, 
relations between Israel and Poland were frozen. Israeli school trips to Poland's death camps were suspended. Those tours are back now, although the law still applies in Poland. I heard versions of this denial myself in speeches at the symposium as Polish politicians referred to the German Nazi Holocaust and their nation's invasion from outside. Poland was the first country invaded and occupied by Adolf Hitler. Members of Poland's resistance and government in exile did try to warn the world of the mass killings of Jews. Thousands of Poles risked their lives to do so. However, Holocaust researchers have collected overwhelming evidence of Poles who murdered Jews who were fleeing the Nazis, or Polish blackmailers who preyed on helpless Jews for financial gain. Nearly all of Poland's roughly three million Jews were killed by the Nazis and their collaborators, and the major Nazi death camps were in Poland. And in telling the truth with me in Krakow, the president challenges Polish law directly. President Rivlin's a Jerusalemite. He says it gives him a unique insight into dealing with all comers in Israeli society, Arabs, Muslims, Christians, Armenians, Druze, you name it. A likable man who tells it like it is. So enjoy this conversation with Israel's 10th president, Reuven Rivlin. In America, once a president is always a president. In Israel, not. No. You are being a president for seven years, and after, afterwards, you are a citizen as all other citizens uh, with the same rights of every citizen of Israel, because every citizen of Israel is at least prime minister. <laughs> On Johnny Gould's Jewish state, you'll always be Mr. President. I'm lucky to be very proud of uh, the, the time I was the president of Israel, and I know that the people of Israel liked the time that I was the president of Israel, and that's it. that is enough. But I am a Jerusalemite, which is much more important. I am a Jerusalemite, son of Jerusalemite, son of the son of Jerusalemite, goes back to the year 1809, when my, my ancestors came to Jerusalem only because their rabbi from Vilna had said to him, why should we pray three times a day to God that with his mercies will return us back to Jerusalem? We can return us, we can return to Jerusalem because uh, God allows us to go to Jerusalem. He even really would like us to be in Jerusalem. So we have returned to Jerusalem, 250 families, and we stayed in Jerusalem. And within 40 years, the majority of the Jerusalemites were Jews. Why? Because the Muslims and the, our, our uh, cousins, the Arabs, who received us with open hands and with a hug, because they knew that coming of uh, Jews into Jerusalem will bring Jerusalem to become a real something, because no one kept even intention to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, we had at the time, 1809, only 10,000 inhabitants, and 2,000 Jews who came were, were really raised the number of uh, citizens in Jerusalem, 20% almost. So we have uh, brought uh, the Jews back to Jerusalem and uh, we started 
my family, because many, many people have come to Israel at the time, between 1809 and between 1840, because of religious reasons, because everyone believed that the Messiah is going to return. And they wanted, my family, for example, didn't thought, even paid one intention or one thought that it is possible that the Messiah will come and we will not say hello to him. <laughs> we will not welcome him to Jerusalem. In so, HQ. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> because, and, of course, many of the Vilna community went to West Yorkshire in England and they also went to South Africa. Uh, so if you're faced with a choice like though, that, you want to come to Jerusalem. That's for sure. But my ancestors, my ancestors kept the word of the Gaon, yeah. of the Vilna Gaon, and I'm a descendant. I'm, 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 I'm very honored to be a descendant of the Vilna Gaon. We came to Jerusalem and we have built Jerusalem because we went out of the walls. People from Yemen came to, to Israel, people from North Africa came to Israel all the time. But more and more people, because of fascism in Europe before Nazism, before Nazism, and what have happened in Ukraine and in Babiyar and all over, they understood that the only place for Jews to live is to create the Jewish state that would be also a democratic state that was understood by everyone, that the Jewish state must be a democratic one. And one of the features of your central belief system is to create what is known as a one-state solution. What does that look like after October the 7th? Well, we are in problem all the time because one state solution is also the idea of the rightest in Israel, the real rightest in Israel. But they know that there is a problem. At the time, when you say one state solution, you thought that more than 15 million Jews will return back to Israel. Then we could run a one-state solution. We would have 5 million Arabs and we would have 16 million Jews. But it did not happen. Now, God, when I was very young, people asked me when the Knesset was established in Israel, I was 11 years old. After the mandate and after I have been a Palestinian a citizen, of course, because I was born in 1939, and of course, immediately I got the, the Palestinian passport. And king George was my king. In World War I, we were under a British mandate, and in the British mandate, we had already riots with the national uh, movement of the uh, Palestinian side or the Arabic side. They, they denied the idea that Jews will return because of political, uh, so they, or political reasons, they have denied the idea that the, the Jewish people will have their own state. Now, I was the son of a professor at the Hebrew University to Arabic, and he was Professor Yosef Rivlin, who have translated the Quran from Arabic, because he knew Arabic fluently, to Hebrew. And it was, it was accepted by even the Islamic side as a real, a very, very original, original and very direct uh, translation that not only uh, translate the world, but translate the ideas of the Quran. And in the Quran, it is written 
that uh, the land of Israel by Muhammad that the land of Israel belongs to the children of Israel. It is written in chapter 5, Surah. It's surah. a land title. It's a land title from, from the Muslims. From the Muslims yeah. in, in Surah 5. Surah 5 is chapter 5. 23, Peric, Peric to, and Posuk. 23 to 26. Surah. It's written word by word that the, the land of Israel belongs to the children of Israel. Yeah. Not to the people of Israel. To the children, to Bnei Israel. And now, now, we come back to two-state solution. Two-state solution is something that is very, very complicated to be issued or to be fulfilled or to become reality because from both sides. First of all, the, uh, the Arabs dem- uh, um, uh, reject the very idea of a Jewish state. They would not accept any state of non-Muslim that uh, will be in uh, lands or in places uh, that was uh, released by the sword of Islam. So we have, we have problems with the Arabs and we have problems with the Jews. Now, the division between left and right in Israel for more than 70 years was on this ground. The left side said, we cannot keep Israel as a Jewish state as long as we have Arabs along with us. Because when they will become uh, influential on the majority, then they can change. They can change the nature of the state, and they, it would not remain a Jewish state. And in order to keep Jewish state, we have to split. They're there, and we are here. But when you come to Jerusalem, you see that we are here and there, and they are there and here. We are all together. We live together between the uh, Jordan River and the uh, Mediterranean, it is not possible to build two states. Not possible. So I, for example, thought all the time, I'm talking Arabic fluently, I can talk Arabic to every um, Arab um, leader, and I've spoken to many Arab leaders. I know how to talk to them, as, as we call in Jerusalem, Ibn al-Balad, which means the son of the city. I know their, their language, they know our language. And when we want to imitate a relationship, we talk in English. They don't know English and we don't know English. But nevertheless, we are using the English language in order to express ourselves. So, one state solution has to bring to the idea that we have confidence one in each other and we don't have confidence. The Jews don't believe the Arabs, and the Arabs don't believe the Jews, and more than that, sometimes the Jews are patronizing the Arabs. And the Arabs can really um, uh, accept everything besides being patronized. And I know it very well, because I'm Ibn al-Balad, and I know that I don't, be, I don't like to be patronized by anyone. So we have problem, and we have to solve the problem by convincing that uh, we have to live with the Arabs, we cannot transfer them, and they have to live with the idea that we are in the land of Israel. And one of the features of your time as president was the hyper-democracy of the country. You were busy in your office, always trying to form governments around Mr. Netanyahu, Lapid, Natalie Bennett, etc. It was in a great time of upheaval, and yet it was also a time of real engagement 
I was the only president in Israel that five, five governments were established Terrible. under my authority. Um, I must say that I can keep this uh, um, championship. I can, <laughs> I, can keep, I can keep that record forever. But uh, everything is, is possible in our democracy. So it is, it, it, it is possible that it will happen again. But, of course, we have problems in Israel about uh, the separate and the different ideas between right and left. Because we have rightists who are very democratic. Mm -hmm. And they, they understand that we cannot live with the Arabs because the Arabs are there, the Israeli Arabs and all the Arabs surrounding us. And we cannot afford letting the Arabs be responsible for our defense. For example, a free Arab nation between the Jordan and the, and the seashore, between the Jordan and the Mediterranean, because they would have to be neutralized, according to Oslo. And the Arabs will never accept that. Never, ever accept that. So we have, we are, we have problems. I really believe that we have to build confidence because we have no war with Islam. We have to find a way in order to convince that maybe we don't like to live together, but we have no other choice. Which means the Jewish people and the Arab people and the Palestinians, we are not doomed to live together. Our destiny is to live together. We have no other choice. We are living actually together. So we have to find a way, and the only way is to build confidence. That it's better for both of us, although we don't like each other, it's better for us to progress and to bring advantage to the whole region is by cooperating. So may I ask, is the, the solution... 7th, the 7th of October spoiled a lot yes. in our belief that we can build confidence. Because we found out all the left, also the lefted people in Israel, that the Arabs are not ready to accept us at all. Mm -hmm. Because all those people who are living next to the borders, they are people from the extreme left, from the extreme left, and they were butchered, raped. They, it, it was not only disgusting, it was horrible to see what they have, what they have done in one day. In the Holocaust even, it didn't happen. But I say once again, Israel never and will never be a compensation for the Holocaust. Israel is the, is the, is the land that was, it is, it, it is the national land of the Jewish people and the only place that we can build our country. So let's find a way of engaging with an Arab community of people who will push back against Islamism, who will guarantee us, in financial and political terms, a Palestinian authority that we can engage with, and that lies in the Gulf states, doesn't it? That lies with Saudi and the UAE and the Sunni Arabs who believe in engagement with Israel. If they were democracies, I would accept your idea, and I would give a lot of hope. But they, still, they are not democracies, and we don't know what will happen with the Arab states. We have to really count on ourselves. And when we are talking about the ability of finding a way to be connected to the Arabs and to understand that we are not doomed to live together, 
are the Israeli Arabs. Now they are almost 25% of the population. We have to bring more Jews to Israel. Nevertheless, we have to respect them as citizens of Israel. Because of that, I am not so sure that the national law is the right law that the uh, wise, wise people would do. Because it, did, it is not helping. It is declaration that brings us to, once again, not to believe one in each Division. other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, in uh, the Israeli universities, there are more than 20% students who are Israeli Arabs. Doctors at the greatest hospital in Israel, let's say 30% of the doctors in Israel, surgeons, yes. people who are on high class of the medical um, Arabs, nurses. We are cooperating in all our uh, way of living. And I really believe that there is a future if we will find a way to understand both of us, both sides, that we can, it, is not, it is not a question if we should live together. We are living together, actually, and we have to build confidence. The political, the political situation, we will find, I really believe, that we can live in, in federation, in a sort of federation. As we're in Krakow, in Poland, yeah. um, the Polish Prime Minister six years ago, Mateusz Morawiecki, stated there were Jewish perpetrators of the Holocaust, not just German perpetrators. Uh, you condemned his words, saying that our people collaborate with the Nazis is a new low more than ever. You were part of the March of the Living. Sir, where is Israel's relationship with Poland today? Well, first of all, we are both uh, members of the free world. Poland and Israel are members of the free world. I know that Poland are very, we have a lot of connection with the Polish. Something that I don't like, or I made um, actually remarks uh, to the, do the, the president of uh, Poland and before him, who have visited us in Israel and spoke from the podium of the Knesset, and they understood that something wrong was between the Polish Jews and the Polish uh, people at the time of the Holocaust. They have said at the Holocaust, the Jews and the Polish were victims. Actually, the Polish were victims. Some of the Polish who were victims were Jewish, po uh, Jewish Polish. So I said to him, not hold your horses, but with all the respect, or with all the due respect, we were butchered here also by the Polish people. And, that, and those are facts that we are not going to ignore. We have to educate the people, to let them understand what has happened in the Shoah, to let them understand what has happened with their people, and we will understand what happened with our people. President, thank you for saying those words here in Poland about Polish Jews. Thank you very much for saying it here on Johnny Gould's Jewish State. We, we respect the Polish but we have for, for not forgiven. We are not. We did not forgiven the Germans. Although the Germans are now in very, very, really tight conditions and re, and a relationship with Israel, with Israel about uh, everything that they are doing, they are doing in, in favor of Israel. They, are, they they respect us. 
but in Polish I said to do the please don't ignore the past you have to learn whatever happened in the past saying that nothing has happened that we both were the victims it's not correct and in order to avoid and to do and to understand what are the words never again you have first of all to remember whatever happened at the time that after that we have said never again and that the Polish have to know we are convincing all the people that to be saved is to come to Israel but we are democracy we really connected to the Jewish people from all the diaspora and feel them as part of Israel as a real tribe of Israel we have four tribes living in Israel and the fifth tribe is in the diaspora all the Jewish people in America in England in, 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 in Europe wherever are part of Israel now and we are all connected and when we forget that we are all connected comes the days of the 7th of October and the days after the 7th of October when people are saying or in hypocrisy that uh, we are the terrorists we are the terrorists let's assume that Liechtenstein will start to bomb or to sell to, to, to send mortars and, uh, and uh, rockets uh, to uh, Belgium what the Belgium would do and what Europe would say that Belgium have to wind up Liechtenstein God forbid I'm not doing anything wrong between the two people oh for example Monaco will decide to attack Nice the French people would not leave even one stone and the whole, and the whole world would say they are right they are right so when it comes to Israel and it comes to the state of Israel people have remarks and suddenly they have butchered and raped and killed young young children and they are talking to us about about humanitarian needs we are asking them to send the, the Red Cross in order to find out what is going on with our young children that are being kept in Gaza and they refuse to interfere and when I'm talking of the of the refuse is the uh, secretary a very a very a good friend of Israel the secretary of the United Nations or people from all around the world who are saying are not really demanding the uh, Red Cross to go and to find out their needs in order to bring but for uh, in order to bring information about what they are really intended but, but they, they were established in order to keep humanitarian rights from everyone but on the other hand they ask us immediately to send food to the people of Gaza you have ammunition you have rockets you have, according to the international law it is a place that you can you can bomb every house in Gaza is with the ammunition every house in Gaza is a, a place they attack from the from the, from the courtyard that sending rockets to Tel Aviv when they said rockets to Tel Aviv it's understandable but when we are um, uh, avoiding them from sending rockets to Tel Aviv then we are we are we are the terrorists there's a lot of competing attention for you I do know you're probably consuming more media than ever before to be right up to speed with what's going on in Israel and back home 
I'm playing my part in the best way I can, using my journalistic and production skills to make the case for Israel via this Johnny Gould's Jewish State, and I've done it since 2018. If you enjoy my podcast, and you'd rather it existed than not, that I kept doing it, you can support me very simply by buying me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash johnnygould because it really helps. Tell your friends, subscribe now if you haven't already, scroll back and look through the 120 previous episodes. And as always, thank you for listening. Johnny Gould's Jewish State is brought to you with Dangor Education.